So we're going to continue that. Uh, Lord willing, we'll finish up, actually finish up tonight. We'll do the final two commands because they, they uh, unite together. Actually, these last three uh, are uh, absolutely vital because God has laid out you know, about 44 commands. Uh, Jesus laid out about 44 commands, which I believe are the teaching of his disciples. Uh, what I've said is the greatest discipleship program that's out there because this is what Jesus taught his disciples. And so it comes to this, uh, these last few, though, and what he's going to do is he's using these last few to tell them how to propagate the gospel, how to continue it going, how to, uh, for all these centuries later, for the, for the gospel to still be spreading, and, and what's so vital in that. So uh, we take a look at that. If you look at Matthew chapter 26, we're going to go to verse 41. It's going to be our, our command, but I'll just make a few comments as we uh, head that way. And here's the first thing. It's really a question as we enter into this one. Is there any area of your life that you struggle? Is there an area of your life that you, you wish that, that you could eliminate, so to speak? Is there a weak area that you would want and desire to never fail there again? Anybody like that? Where you just look at your life, and maybe you've been a Christian for a long time. I mean, uh, I got saved there at Memphis State, November 8, 1975, in my, in my dorm room. And it just, you know, uh, it was, it was a, an incredible moment. But since that moment, uh, there have been areas of my life, of course, that God has uh, convicted me over. There's been areas of my life that God has in many ways given me victory over. But, you know, there's some things that I still, even to today, I think, Lord, if I could ever get to the point that I never got, I never got weak in that area again. I just never failed there again. It would be something incredible. Uh, you know, I used to, for a long, long time, I, I, it, was, it was my temper. I just felt like, Lord, uh, you know, just the only way that I can eliminate this thing is just don't do anything. Therefore, I don't get into any conflict with anybody anywhere. Now, the, the fact is, is God has been real good to me, and he's helped me. And, uh, and really, I haven't killed anybody lately. And so uh, uh, everything's, you know, it's going really pretty good. But the last Sunday night, we celebrated, once again, what we call the Lord's Supper. And, so, and that was one of the commands, and, and but it fell at the time that we would normally have our Lord's Supper anyway. And so it was a wonderful time. The Lord gave us a wonderful illustration, a picture that would bring back wonderful memories. And, and uh, just to reemphasize that, uh, John, you still got that, you got that PowerPoint ready? Brother Wayne, somebody got that PowerPoint? Um, what I want you to do, we're just going to take a look. And, and I want to illustrate here before we move on from that one, the, the Lord's Supper. Is, it's really a picture. And, and I'm just going to put up a few pictures this morning and, I'm, and hopefully it'll illustrate exactly what the Lord was trying to do from the Lord's Supper. How many of you knew those, know those two people? And the moment you see the picture of those two people, I, I guarantee you, depending on how well you knew them or to whatever extent you knew them, there was memories. Go to the next one. Can you go to the next one? Is it possible? Okay. 
How many of you knew him? The moment you see the picture, depending to what extent you knew him, your mind is immediately flooded with memories. The next one. Now, most of you in here don't know him, but a few do. That's Joe Best's daddy. You say, well, I have no memories. If you don't know them, you really don't remember. But if you know them, I guarantee you right now, her heart and her soul is, is flooded with memories. Next one. not sure why we're having trouble changing these. How many of you knew him? Yeah. And the moment you see that picture, you have memories. To whatever extent you knew him, you have memories. Those are the last one. And how many in here knew him? And to whatever extent you knew him, to that extent your, your mind, your soul is being flooded with memories. You see, that's what the Lord was saying. He was saying to remember, and you can turn, go back to the screen. Why is this important? Because we're, listen, to whatever extent you had a relationship, to that extent memories flood your heart and mind. And that's so important because we're going to face temptations in life, every one of us. Now listen to this. Some of the toughest times of temptation will come when we find ourselves without someone who was a support to us. When we lose a spouse, it's a, it's a dangerous time of temptation. Truthfully, if you move away from your church, it's a dangerous time. If you're going, we've had a few go off to college. If you go off to college, that's a dangerous time, whether you're going or whether you're getting left. When close friends move away, somebody you had a close connection to, when you transfer a job maybe and you had a close connection with when you sell a home of a lifetime and move away from the friends, the neighbors of a lifetime. When you stop or change even a responsibility. When you find yourself in a new environment. All these and more are times that can be times of temptation for we've lost our support. Many times that support was an encourager or someone who just understood, someone who believed in you. These times become a time that we need to remember. And this, and this is what we talked about last week is that the Lord wants to remember. He, he wanted us to remember our salvation. He wanted us to remember the Savior, remember our decisions, remember the lessons we have, we have learned, remember the conviction that had come into our hearts. 
uh, you know, Brother John being here kind of brings back memories of those days back at Memphis State and where my life was headed and then getting saved in 1975 and, and God beginning to redirect my life. You know, uh, the conviction, there's so many things as, I, as time went by that I was convicted over and the way God began to change my life. Uh, those memories are, are, are they're essential to, to my, my spiritual makeup. Remember our direction and determination to, to, to complete or to walk in those convictions. And remembering will help us to consistently and constantly obey the next command. And that's all this is just kind of a little foundational leading up to the next command. It is a command that protects us even during the hardest times. And let's look at, at Matthew chapter 26, verse 41. It says, watch and pray. That ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Now, you don't have to turn to it, but I'm going to read off the other scriptures in the other gospel in Mark and in Luke that say basically the same thing. Mark chapter 14, verse 38 says, Watch ye and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. The spirit truly is ready, but the flesh is weak. Luke twenty two forty says, And when he was at the place, he said unto them, Pray that ye enter not into temptation. Luke twenty two forty six it said, And he said unto them, Why sleep ye? Rise and pray, lest you enter into temptation. And so God's given us a command here, but there's more to this command, I believe, than we so often realize. We think this is just God kind of chastising them for falling asleep. But we're going to take a look at this command, but we'll have a word of prayer. We'll get started. Father, I pray that you bless this morning. Holy Spirit of God, guide my mind. Lord, I pray that you direct me and, and fill me, and, and Lord, that you'd only allow me to say the things that would be proper and right to say and the things that would be helpful, and Spirit of God, I yield myself to thee, and Lord, I ask you, please, this morning, wrap your arms around our people, and, and Lord, we got quite a few as I was writing them down that are, that are off and are traveling, and they're out of town, out of state. Lord, I pray that you'd please be with them and protect them, and God, wrap your arms around us this morning is a mighty hedge of protection and father i ask in the name of jesus that you turn back every evil that would try to attack us to try to steal away the truth this morning god be with us god help us and and direct us and give us clarity of mind please and please lord fill me and direct my mind this morning in jesus name amen Prayer is so powerful that it will strengthen a Christian to be able to refuse temptation. Do you understand what God's promising here? He's saying that the prayer, this, this weapon, is what will keep us from temptation. We began this talking about, is there some area that you're struggling in? Can I tell you, the, the, where the victory comes is in prayer. God promises that. God says, you got a weak area. Let me just tell you what you need to do. Years ago, when I, I started directing that military ministry, and of course, my background had been in, had been in athletics, and, and so our whole promotion to bring those boys down was, was football and basketball and softball. And, and, but you know, but as I, especially in the very early days when I started that ministry off, when I'd go play with them, man, it was all the competitive juices were in there. I'm playing, you know, I'm in my 30s, and I'm playing with these 18-year-olds and 19-year-olds and everything's flowing, but there's also that competition and also, forgive me, that pride, you know, because I got to prove that at 30-something, I can still whoop you. 
okay? And so I'm, I'm, it's all in there. And I had to get to the point and learn real quick. I, before I set foot on the field, I had to spend time alone with God and say, Spirit of God, control my mind, control my attitude. God, I yield myself to you. Don't let me say anything. Don't let me do anything that would hurt somebody else. God says prayer is the answer. We've heard that so many times. Prayer is the answer. But I'm telling you, God promises that prayer is the answer for that weakness that you're battling with. But here's the key. What kind of prayer? What kind of prayer? You see, what kind of prayer keeps us from temptation? And God makes it really clear. It's watchful prayer. He said, watch and pray. Now, we, we kind of slide by that, but the truth is, it's a very important word. What it really means is the Lord's saying to these men, he's saying, while you are waiting, be alert. Not alert to your environment. Alert to me. You know what the Lord's saying, basically, is that we pray way too much and our mind is not even on what we're praying. We're uttering words. We're going, forgive me, uh, this, you know, I believe in having a prayer list. I, I do. I believe in, in using it. But I don't use a prayer list all the time because sometimes you can be praying through names and you have never even thought about who you're saying. And, that, and God's saying, be alert to what you're talking about. Watch this. It's, it's not rep, vain, repetitious prayer. Uh, prayer that brings with it a protective promise is not a perfunctory prayer. It's not, a, it's not just going through the motions kind of prayer. It's not I lay me down to sleep prayer. It's not Lord bless this food, amen prayer. It's not that kind of prayer. It's when we focus on and really understand what we're saying and who we're talking to. It's prayer fully conscious of who is being spoken to and what the issue is or what we're concerned of. Anybody understand what I'm saying this morning? Anybody live out there? I need your help, amen? Every once in a while, breathe loud. If you at least snore, I think that's an amen. Can you just snore an amen? What is prayer? There have been many definitions of prayer, but when the disciples asked Jesus, he plainly gave them a method or outline of prayer. And I want you to go to Luke chapter 11. It's one that we've, we've gone through and you're going to continue to go through, but I, I learned that repetition is the key to learning, so we're just going to keep going to it. But Luke chapter 11, verse 1. Look at Luke chapter 11, verse 1. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of books. There's hundreds and I'm sure maybe even thousands of books that have been written about prayer and how to pray and all these things. The truth is, it's a real basic outline in here. And watch, it was given to us by, by Jesus. And he gives us in Luke chapter 11, verse 1, it says, It came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples, and he said unto them, and always, I'm always amazed that the truth is that he taught them actually before he started teaching them because prayer is when you ask something of God and you get an answer, and they just asked Jesus to teach them to pray, and he answered. 
And so they actually experienced prayer right there in this, in this prayer uh, that we see. And he said to them, when you pray, say, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done as in heaven, so on earth. Give us day by day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. We'll, <clears throat> now, hey, this, that, of course, if you've heard me teach on this before, I don't believe that the Lord's example or the Lord's teaching stopped there. But that's primarily what we think of as the Lord's Prayer. I believe that the verses, the whole passage after this, talking about the Holy Spirit, was part of the teaching also. Uh, and, and that's something we'll talk about probably more tonight. But uh, will following the, here's a question. Will following the Lord's prayer, the Lord's pattern in prayer, keep us from temptation? Will following the Lord's pattern in prayer keep us from temptation? And I'm here to say to you this morning, yes and no. Okay, listen to me. We must refer back to the word watch. If we're simply reciting mindless words, which in reality become vain repetition, then there's no magical power in the words. Jesus was saying, if you pray, really pray, put your heart into it, believe it, have faith as you pray, this relationship that will be established will strengthen you to refuse or refuse entering into the temptation. And notice, it doesn't say that it's going to keep temptation from you. The truth is, we're all going to face some sort of temptation. The the key is that we won't enter into it. And that's what we want. We want somehow, to whatever we've been falling to, to come to a point one day where we said, you know what, I didn't fall there. And watch this, it's not going to be your willpower. It's not going to be your determination. Watch, it's going to be, God says, pray lest you enter into temptation. Luke 11 was simply a model. And this is clear by the example of Jesus and his prayer life. He gave this model prayer. And you say, well, okay, well, then every time you pray, then, man, that takes, you know, 10 seconds. You could pray 15 seconds. You, that's all you got to pray. But as you look at the life of Jesus, he prayed short prayers. He prayed also all night long. He, he had a certain place to pray, but he also went up to a mountain to pray. He also went into the garden to pray. He prayed alone. He prayed with others. He prayed for others. He taught persistence in prayer. He prayed often. The truth is, there is no cookie-cutter prayer box that you have to fit into. The issue is, when you pray, are you really talking to somebody? When you're praying, are you really communicating with someone? And, and uh, I was talking uh, to, to uh, my wife the other day, and, 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 and we were talking about, and I honestly believe this. I believe most of the blessings, most of the things, most of the th- what we've experienced in our life and our marriage, I, really, I believe it's because of her, her prayers. I believe God answers everything that she even desires. Obviously, Gave her me. <laughs> now, the fact is, is that I, I, it's just God really blessed her. And, and you know what? Can I tell you something? She feels like she doesn't know how to pray. And I told her, Joe Beth, you utter your heart to God. When she goes to God, it's like a little child coming to daddy. 
There's no form or style. It's just simple childlike faith. And see, that's what the Lord was doing. He gave us a model, yes, because surely, yes, we ought to pray to our Father. Amen? Our Father, which art in heaven, we ought to realize who He is. Well, you know what? You realize that He really is your Father, your Abba Father. You know what? That means that's a, that Abba is a relationship father. That's not some distant father. That's Abba Daddy. That's, that's somebody I have a relationship with. And you go through that little pattern, you'll see the, the praise that's in there. You'll see uh, how God is, is asking us to, to be clean in our prayer, cleanse ourselves, to come to him so that he can fill us and so he can answer. He's got so many things in there, and I'm not really going into that right now. But prayer is vital to our spiritual existence. Prayer is vital to our moral existence. And God says, if we're going to overcome this this thing that, that, that so easily besets us, he says, here's how to keep from entering into it. When it comes and smacks you in the face again, God says, pray, pray, pray. Anybody agree with that other than Brother Allen? I'm going to get you all to say amen someday. Okay, Brother Felton, say amen for me. Thank you. God bless you. Anybody else want to join him? Well, Arthur, I guess Arthur's not. <laughs> Give me an amen, Arthur. The disciples failed to pray. Jesus had just directly, specifically told them, pray lest you enter into temptation, and, and here they are. They, they didn't. He told them to watch and pray, and they didn't stay alert. You know, the truth is, you say, well, he wanted them to stay awake. He didn't just want them to stay awake. He wanted them to stay awake focused on him. Focused on what he was going through and where they were in their lives right now. He wanted them. You see, if they stayed focused on what Jesus was going through and what they were going, if they really stayed focused on that, that let me tell you, they're going to pour their hearts out to God right now. They're going to be talking to God right now. And that's what the Lord's saying to us. Are you really, do you really desire to overcome this, this temptation that just seems to beat you when it comes? Well, let me tell you, God's saying, stay focused on me and talk to me about it. And if you do that, he said, I'll strengthen you so you don't have to enter into it. Temptation is an enticement to sin, but truthfully, all of us will struggle with that temptation. We may think that we're more successful than others, but all of us will struggle with some enticement at some point. You know, that's one of the things that we've got to, to keep in our mind. And one of the things that hurts us as Christians is we'll kind of grow and we get to a point where we really think that we're okay. We really feel like that everything in our life is pretty good. Well, let me just tell you, probably if you really evaluated your life spiritually and asked, spent some time talking to God about it, he might be able to point something out that still needs some work. He, he probably would. He'd probably point out something that still needs some work there. And he would look at that uh, if we would just desire him to do that. But we get sort of 
complacent because we've grown to a certain plateau and we're okay there. And, and listen, God says, no, what you're really in right now is a real danger zone because you're succumbing to a temptation that you don't even recognize as a temptation anymore and you're succumbing to it when really you need to be not entering into it just point blank, you're probably, we will get to a point where we listen to something that we used to understand that's not something good for me to listen to. Or we watch something we used to understand was not something good that we've been watching. Or we're saying things that we used to think, that's probably not good that I say those kind of things. Or we do things that we, or we drink things, or we go places or do things that we think, I think I shouldn't be doing that anymore. And it, the, the Spirit of God no longer is really being heard because we reached a plateau and we decided that those things were not sin. You know, there's two ways to get rid of sin. It's kind of like the law, you know. We, we can stop all crime tomorrow. You know how? Make everything legal. We'll never have another violation of a speeding law. Just take away the speed, speed limits. And forgive me, but that's what we're doing a lot in Christianity. Well, I don't, I, you know, I'm really, I'm really doing good. Well, you may be doing good because you've grown spiritually, and so you're doing much better than you used to do. And, and, I, and again, I mean, I thank God I'm not what I was, but I'm not what I ought to be. But one of the ways we do that is we just start eliminating everything that we thought was wrong, and now we think, say it's okay. But when we get to that mentality, we're going to enter into it, of course. But God says, no, you need to pray because two things he's going to do. One, he's going to keep you from entering into it. But part of the reason, he's going to reveal or convict you that it's wrong in the first place. Now, sincere, thoughtful prayer will strengthen us to reject the temptation as, as much as we continue in the prayer. You see, what, I, what I'm saying is, is that if I've, if I've got a weak area, or I should say, if you have a weak area, you didn't catch that, did you? Uh, no, but if I have a weak area, and, and just let me, let me tell you, I do. If I have, a, it's ice cream. But, the, uh, but if I have a weak area, then, then I've, got to, I've got to look at that weak area, and I've got to decide that, that somehow, Lord, I want to be delivered. I, I don't want to enter into that weak area. I don't want to enter into it. And, and, and when I do that, then, then I've got to go to the Lord and say, Lord, I acknowledge it. I see it. Father, help me. Strengthen me. And it's both my decision not to go, but it's also he will strengthen me not to enter in through that prayer. And so it's, it's such a simplistic lesson, but it's, so, it's such a vital. Prayer is not a ritual, but a relationship. And that relationship will strengthen us to keep us from doing things that God does not approve of. Prayer is a conversation with our Abba Father through the Spirit of God in the name or the authority of Jesus Christ. When we watch in prayer, we are in an attitude of submission to the Holy Spirit. That's what it means to watch in prayer. Watch in prayer is, is to be alert 
to what God's doing in my life, what he's wanting to do in my life, how he's wanting to protect me in my life, being alert to that. And, and truthfully, I'm not really alert to that until I'm submitted to the Holy Spirit of God. And that's why when you look at Luke chapter 11, it continues on. There's a whole passage there about the Spirit of God. And I believe it's part of the prayer that Jesus teaches us. When we watch in prayer, there's an attitude of submission to the Holy Spirit. It's an attitude of submission to the authority of Christ in our lives. So I say again, are you struggling with sin? And I don't mean you're any worse than anybody else or I am. I mean, but is there a weak area? Is that area that you just struggle? Do you get frustrated? Do you get discouraged? You get to the point sometimes like, I'm so tired of failing here. You ever feel that way? Am I the only one that feels this way? Well, me and Brother Hopper. You feel that way. Now, let me... I mean, even Miss Johnny May probably feels that way. I, I know you do. Now, folks, I know you're looking and you're thinking, why are you pushing this so much? You want me to feel that way? Well, forgive me, but yes. Because until Jesus comes, it, we've got a long ways to go. And we've got weaknesses. And we, enter in, we end up walking in the door of those weaknesses. And God's given us incredible. Now, what he's doing now, he's trying to prepare these men to spread the gospel throughout the world and for the generations to come. But can I tell you what he's saying to them? Until you get this down, you're not going to last long. You're not going to spread it very far because you're going to end up destroying your life in sin. He's saying right now, watch and pray. They're not, Jesus is not saying, watch, pray for me that, that, that I don't have to go to the cross. Pray for me because I'm going to. He's not saying that. He's saying, watch and pray because I've got something for you to do after I go to the cross. And can I tell you, God's got something for us to do. And way too many Christians and servants of God have been limited by the failure to address this one command, to watch and pray. I would love for everybody in here, me included, for us to just say, Lord, reveal to me Show me. And watch and be willing to acknowledge that there's an area. Say, Lord, I, I see it. I'm alert to it. I know the danger around me. I know that you're capable 
all power, all way. Remember? It's with me. And pray. I hate failing. But I hate failing in certain areas because they're my weakness. And when I fail there, I realize it's more than simply a weakness. It's a prayer failure. I fail to pray. Are you losing the battle more than you are winning? Does it seem you are losing all the time? The answer for the Christian is, do you remember? That's where we started, and that's the command before, to remember. Remember who he is. Remember what he has done. Remember who you're talking to. Remember, and does that remembering drive you to watch and pray? And I'm going to just end it with this. I think it's real good to set a time to pray. I think it's really good. My basic main prayer time is late at night. Now, I say set a time. My time, it flexes by whenever I come in from wherever I am, then I'm going to take a walk and pray. But it's at night before I go to bed. I'm going to walk and pray. Set a place to pray. I think it's good to set a place to pray. But understand, you can't always get to that place, but I think it'll help you if you have a place that reminds you of prayer. Forgive me again, but that's why the altar is important to use in a church. So many times I go to a camp and I preach in a camp and a young person will come back to an altar or over by a tree or over by something. And, and I've had them testify to me right here, Brother Hooker, two years ago when you were preaching this camp, this is where I got saved. Right here, uh, over here is where, this spot is the spot where I, where I surrender to preach the gospel. This is, this is where I decided to maybe to, uh, uh, to give up some uh, sin in my life. And, and you know, they, they was, those were spots that, that helped them to remember and that's why I think it's a good to have a, a remembering time. Uh, you know, hey, tell Siri to remind you it's time to pray. Make it a priority to pray. Prepare for prayer. I think it's fine to have a list. I think it's fine to set an alarm that will remind you. All those things are good things. I'm just telling you that along with those things, it's kind of like us, we have Saturday morning uh, visitation at 10 o'clock. We have Wednesday uh, for the young people uh, at 4 o'clock. You know, those are times that are set to remind us that we need to be involved in what we're going to preach about tonight, to be involved in that. God's saying to us, that those times, and that's a reminder, is a very good thing. But I'm telling you this. It, you, don't, you don't just do it at that time, at that place, because you might not be able to at that time, that place. So bless God, you better be doing it all the time, every place. Pray without ceasing. So I say again, we're concluding this morning, this 
Is there something that you're struggling with? My old preacher used to say, you know, people are looking for some spoofful dust, magic dust. You know, if we can sprinkle it on their head and make all their problems go away so they can go right out and live like they've been living, but all their problems are gone now. But I, I don't have that. But I do have a command that is a command slash promise. Pray. But a watch full prayer, sincere, alert. I know what's wrong. I know where my weakness is. I know who I'm talking to. So help me. Help me. And God says, guess what? That's going to help keep you from entering in and failing one more time. So, Father, I pray that you bless this morning. Lord Jesus, thank you for your love and your goodness. Lord, I pray that you please help us. Lord, I, I so often I'm not preaching to everybody else. I, these are just things that I've had to address in my own life and continue to address in my own life. And I'm looking for answers. I'm looking for strength. I'm looking for, for help. I'm, I'm looking uh, for that that. Uh, spiritual energy drink, so to speak, that will help me to, to have strength to overcome the, the, the weaknesses in my life, to grow stronger in those weaknesses, to, to raise my valleys up. Lord, I pray please this morning that someone would understand this. And, and God, understand it's not some perfection in prayer. It's not some perfect utterance in prayer. It's not some perfect method, Lord, it, but... But, Father, it's a sincere heart that understands what a need is, understands what my weakness is, understands who is able and who I'm talking to about it, and that they are able and capable of helping me to overcome and not to enter into the temptation. And, Father, I pray right now this morning, and this is mostly home, folks, but, Lord, I pray that if anybody's here that still doesn't know for sure they're going to heaven, Lord, I pray that they would, they would come today. And then, Lord, if somebody has been saved and, but not been baptized, that they would come and let us know that, uh, about their salvation, that they would uh, follow you in believers' baptism. And, and, Lord, I pray that you just bless here in these few moments. We won't take long, but a few moments of invitation. Let's all stand, heads bowed and eyes closed. And, and I say to you again, if, if you know, it, this is not an admission like, oh, no, somebody's going to know I have a weakness. Folks, everybody in here has got a weakness. The truth is God just wants us to admit it. That's what's being alert. If we will be, watch and see, sort of watch inside of our own selves and understand, I've, I've got an area I've, I'm struggling with. Well, it'd be a wonderful thing if you created a memory this morning, maybe at a, at a pew or at an altar or someplace where you said, Lord, I've seen the answer to this. I'm not, I know that I, I'm struggling. I know that I'm weak in here. I know that I need your help, but I'm turning this over to you. I'm giving it to you, and I'm asking you for your strength and your help. Can God do that? I believe he can. If you don't know for sure you're going to heaven, of course, that's such a vital thing. And we never want to assume just because you've been in church for a while. You need to make sure. Well, I just 
uh, talked to Arthur the other day, very, very honest, very forthright, and, and he just, we had to deal with some things and make sure of some things, and I'm thrilled that he did. He went out with a smile on his face that we got some things settled. Now, <clears throat> let's just do that this morning, just a few moments. As she plays with heads bowed and eyes closed, you can come to the altar if you'd like. Thank you for coming this morning. Thank you, uh, Brother Allred and Ms. Allred, for coming down here. Just amazing to have you all in here. Uh, again, pray we got several families that are traveling, and, and I'm not sure what today is. If there's some holiday, I don't know about, but, but we do. So be praying for, for them. Let's see, I know uh, uh, Susan and Sarah in California. I think the Vickers may be um, Hannah, Ohio. Uh, we've got the Rogers in Arkansas. It's fall break. Oh, okay. Who else? Oh, Kim. Yeah, Kim. Kim. So my goodness. And uh, I didn't realize that fall break. We never had fall break when we were in school. Stone family. That's right. Stone family's out of town. My goodness. Y'all should have gone too. I guess we could all had a break. <laughs> Everybody else going to go? Remember November the 11th, okay? November the 11th. That's the one where there's no fall break, and, and that's the day. Uh, we're not, you know, we're not doing super, anything super special except you get to hear me. But the, uh, but the, uh, uh, that's just our all-in Sunday. It's the Sunday uh, at the conclusion of our missions conference, and so we're just wanting everybody that goes to church here to actually be here on the same Sunday. That would just be incredible. It'd be amazing. So uh, you think it's going to happen? Anybody think that's possible? Yeah. Amen, if you pray. Uh, all right. But I hope you get this. It's, um, prayer is something I, can't, I, I don't know how to express, but I know there was a day in my life when I moved from saying prayers to praying. And when I did that, 
God did something in my life. To just be in his presence and suddenly a verse or a truth or a conviction or a teaching would come. And I'm not talking about a word of knowledge, nothing outside of this. God would just, he would just, thank you, I want you to think about this, son. Because we were having a talk. And you know, the more I yielded to what he directed me to, I'd run back home sometimes and I'd open this up and I'd start to look at that which he had brought upon my heart. And then in there, I would ignore exactly why that passage or that verse was on my mind, but I'd get back and open it up and then, wow. Sometimes it was a truth that, wow, I, I'm excited about. Sometimes it was uh, a knife to the heart and the Lord said, mm-hmm. Will you listen to me? Well, I'm not going to keep you any longer, um, but I thank you for coming. Brother Allen, I'll close us in prayer.